Welcome to the Christian Center's Sermon of the Week. This morning, I would like for us to open up our Bibles to the book of John, chapter 19, verse 23 to 27. This will be our anchor scripture for today. John chapter 19 from verse 23 all the way to verse 27. And it reads as follows. When the soldiers had crucified Jesus, they took his garments and divided them into four parts. One part for each soldier, also his tunic. But the tunic was seamless, woven in one piece from top to bottom. So they said to one another, let us not tear it, but cast lot for it and see whose it shall be. This was to fulfill the scripture which says, they divided my garments among them and for my clothing they cast lot. So the soldiers did these things but standing nearby the cross of Jesus were his mother and his mother's sister Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, John, behold your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her to his home. That's where our scripture ends here today. I want us to take a closer look at what is exactly happening at the cross in this verse. In this verse, we see Jesus crucified hanging from nails, beaten, bruised, bleeding, dying on this cross. He is in so much pain and anguish. I know I can't imagine it. Around him, we see soldiers, the same soldiers that crucified him, with no regard for his family, or his friends, or even Jesus by that matter, casting lots and dividing his belongings. We see in this verse, his mother, Mary, close by the cross watching the brutal and inhumane murder of her precious son. A son she had prepared for, for nine months. She had birthed and nursed. A son she put to sleep and clothed and protected all this while is now hanging upon this cross, dying. I think no parent, and especially no mother, would ever want to experience such a scene ever in their lives. 
But at this cross, she was not alone for she had her sister with her and she had Mary Magdalene as well as the disciple John, which the Bible says, the disciple whom Jesus loved. <laughs> but for a moment in the scripture and in this verse, we get to see a glimpse of Jesus. Not as Jesus the rabbi who taught so much, or Jesus the miracle worker who healed people and fed them. Not as Jesus is the question mark, is he the Messiah, is he not the Messiah? But for a glimpse and a moment in the scripture, we see Jesus as the son of Mary. The son of Mary, a child to his mother. We see Jesus start to show importance to the bond he shared with his mother. We see Jesus making sure that his mother was being taken care of long after he is no longer on this earth. Assuming his duty as the eldest of the family. And all of this is happening in the midst of him hanging from nails, in pain, in agony, in anguish. He's dying. But as he sees and looks at his mother, he remembers where he came from. In this moment, he's showing us how to value a mother. He's showing us how to honor a mother. And he himself was honoring and valuing the mother and the woman that raised him all along. There's something I want us to all understand as we look at the scripture. And that thing is Jesus didn't just show up when he was 30 and start his ministry. He had to have come from some place. He too went through the stages of life. And I want us to just move away from this association of Jesus as this is Jesus the Messiah there, but bring him back to us because the Bible says he is the son of man. Meaning that he was human too. And I love that because um, at youth, we've got our youth groups that we're doing and this Friday we were learning who is Jesus. And we're learning different forms of Jesus. And this Friday, we learned that Jesus is the Son of Man. How appropriate. Reminding us that he was human as much as he was fully God. So, if we look at a newborn baby, 
we know that a newborn baby cannot do anything for itself. And it is fully dependent, 100% dependent on its parents, more especially its mother. So the baby will be dependent to be fed, to be held, to be changed when they soil themselves. Oh, not a pretty picture. To be soothed and lulled to sleep and to be cared for. And we can recognize and acknowledge that a mother is at the beck and call of a cry of a newborn baby. Because she doesn't sleep. Mothers, you can attest to that, right? <laughs> I remember when, when my son was one month old, I was studying to write my first UNISA exam. It was a tough month. Two weeks, after, a month after he was born, I had to go right in Pretoria. I am telling you, it was two o'clock in the morning. I'm here and I've got my book paging. I'm here and this person is not going to let me go just because I'm studying. I have to yield to this newborn baby. But as these babies develop through the stages of life, we see that a mother is at every single stage of this baby's life. A mother's role is there to guide, is to be patient. This is the hundredth, like, I don't know. This is number one. To be a mother, you need to be patient. <laughs> Her role is to love and to discipline and to show care where care is needed in all these different stages of life. So Jesus also went through these stages exactly like you and I. So when he sees his mother crying, inconsolable, heartbroken, he can understand this pain and he is now filled with compassion and empathy because this is his mother. This Friday, as we were in our youth groups, for the, our youth community groups at homes, I'm telling you, it's really such a blessing. A question came up. We know that Jesus was fully man, but he was a man. How could he understand what a woman went through or goes through? Or how can he understand this pain of a woman. That was the question that was posed. And I'm sitting there as a leader. I'm like, okay, <laughs> go deep. <laughs> and one of the young gentlemen sitting in this youth group raises his hand to answer this question. So we turn and we look at him. 
And then he says, I'm sure maybe he would have learnt it from his mother. That stopped me in my tracks. That right there was the Holy Spirit because I could have never answered it in that exact manner. He said, I am sure, in such a nonchalant way, I'm sure he must have learnt it from his mother. And it's true, it's quite true that the journey that Jesus walked with his mother as he developed through the stages of life, as he depended on his mother, as he watched his mother, his mother's sacrifice, his mother's love, his mother's devotion, not only to him, but also to those around them. Because he had siblings. And even though Jesus went and started his ministry, where was his mother? Right next to him. She was there. Trusting and believing and praying for him along this journey. Right up until the end of his life. His mother was there. So when we look at Jesus in this text, we are not only seeing him as Jesus, but we see him with the decades of love and devotion and care and patience and love that his mother has poured out into him. All of that is hanging with him on that cross. Jesus. So as I was preparing, I need to keep myself composed. So as I was preparing for this service, a question came to mind. What is motherhood? I never really thought much about it, even though I'm a mother. You just experience motherhood. You, 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 you just go through it. <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't really sit and think about it because you never have time to. <laughs> yeah, I know these children. But there were two things that came up when I asked myself this question. What is motherhood? And the first of those things is that motherhood is a ministry. An overlooked ministry, but it is indeed a ministry. One that we are called to. Mothers are called to the ministry of motherhood. And I will make an example of a scripture found in Luke chapter 1. From verse 28 all the way to 33. And it reads as follows. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one. The Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might have been. And the angel said to her, her being Mary, 
Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son. And you shall call him, his name, Jesus. And he will be great and he will be called the son of the most high God. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father, David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and his kingdom there will be no end. We see in this verse that Mary was called into motherhood. The angel was sent to say you will become a mother. If we also look in the book of Genesis, we know the story of Abraham and Sarah. God sent angels there as well. Sarah, you'll become a mother. Ha, in my old age, she scoffs. Even in the book of Genesis, we see the story of Jacob, Leah, and Rachel. Where Leah was really not favored by Jacob because... He didn't really want to get married to her, but now he's married to her. But what did God do? He opened up the womb of Mary, so that she, of, of Leah, so that she might be blessed with children. But at the same time, Rachel's was closed. To such a time in the Bible, it says that God remembered Rachel and blessed her with a son who was Joseph. So we get to see that this ministry of motherhood is a calling. Even in this text that we are studying in John chapter 19, we hear Jesus say, Woman, here's your son. Is that not adoption? At that very moment, John, the disciple in whom God loved, Jesus loved, was given in adoption to Mary. As much as we say, oh, Mary was going to be consoled by John and comforted. Yes, but at the same time, Mary was being called to the ministry of motherhood once again through adoption. So we see that you're not only a mother because you birth a child. But you can be a mother as well through adoption. How awesome is this? What a present, present word. So the second thing I came to realize about motherhood when I asked the question, what is motherhood? I found out that mothers are gatekeepers. To promise and purpose. Let me repeat that again. Mothers are gatekeepers to promise and purpose. How do I say this? We know that as soon as a woman finds out she is pregnant, 
she immediately starts to prepare. She will guard what she eats. She will guard where she goes. She's not going to go just anywhere. She will even guard the people who come around her and even hide it for as long as she possibly can. Now that is an image of a gatekeeper. Because she knows that she's carrying a seed of purpose and promise. And it is up to her in these nine months to protect it from harm. When we look at that scripture again in Luke chapter 1, we see that the angel gives promise over Jesus, that Jesus will be born and he will sit on the throne of David and there will be no end to his kingdom. That's a promise. We see that the angel also gives purpose to Jesus. He's coming to die. He will be Jesus, the Messiah, meaning he will be the Savior. That's purpose. So we see Mary here as a gatekeeper to purpose and promise. If we look in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 1, verse 5, we hear the Lord speaking to Jeremiah. And he's saying to Jeremiah, I knew you even before you were formed in your mother's womb. And I set you apart to be a prophet of the nations. That is promise and purpose. Now these examples I've given you to show you that every single child who is born here on this earth has promise and has purpose. So us here today as mothers and every day, we are responsible to guard this gift and nurture this gift that God has put in these children. You are gatekeepers of promise and purpose. Jesus was able to be on that cross because Mary nurtured that gift and protected him throughout the times and lived out her ministry of motherhood. So today, we are here to celebrate mothers, for we have seen an example from our Lord and Savior, Jesus, that it is good to honor and value our mothers. Today, we honor all mothers who have answered this call to the ministry of motherhood who have selflessly been in service and may have gone unnoticed all these years. To all mothers here today, I want to say, you are valued. You are loved. And you are beautiful.
And you are a very important part of our lives. So to you we say, Siabulela, Enkosi, Siabonga. Thank you. Thank you for the work you have done. 